Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Believe and Listen Talk Radio from New York with Carla Blaha, Evidential Medium. Weekly conversations on all things spiritual and metaphysical, discussions, callers, and readings. Cultivate your personal connection to spirit and the universe. Learn that the impossible is actually possible. Hello. Welcome to Believe and Listen with your host, Carla Blaha, here at Blog Talk Radio. Today, I happen to be recording this podcast right a few days before Christmas, but it really is about grief, the holidays, and significant dates in your lives that may trigger and re-trigger grief. It's a very difficult time for people. Grief is the all-time equalizer. We don't escape grief. You know, and at the risk of making this a little negative, we don't. You should find comfort in that. The one thing that we all have in this entire world from either ends of the earth, either ends of the spectrum of education, at either end of the spectrum of monetary value and income, and so on, health, is that we all experience the loss of someone. I, I actually was reading somebody the other day, and she was bringing her husband, and she says he doesn't have any dead people. And I said what she wrote in the email. I thought, well, how could that even be true? So it was she arrived before he did. And I said to her, I'm realizing that you wrote in your email to me that your husband doesn't have any dead people. One, that would be impossible. Every human being has dead people. You might not know them, but you have them. I think her point was he didn't know a lot about them. But you, and when I had to actually tell him, you know, you still have a lot of people in spirit. You do. And, and I want to also say that grief isn't just about people. This particular podcast will focus on people and pets. Um, but it, you know, there's grief of, of a loss of house. There's loss of job. This, you know, many things. But for this particular podcast, I'm focusing on the human and secondarily on pets. Because I know as a medium in my work on a weekly basis I can have people fall into tears over a pet when I've just brought through their grandmother and I didn't get any tears from them. So I want to let you know how seriously I take both spirit people and spirit animals. So a part of this might sound a little psychological, and though I am not a psychologist in any way, shape, or form, my work is healing, and there is an overlap between the metaphysics and the spiritual and psychology and social work, if you will. So I would start by saying in heavy grief at the holidays or at special events, if you need help, please reach out for help. They have, you know, now they have this a texting hotline where you can actually text in crisis. And, you know, and before it used to be the suicide hotline and people would shy away from that. But you really can text 741741 and speak to somebody. No strings attached. You can also call a crisis hotline if you feel like talking to somebody. 1-800-273-8255. Please keep that in mind. You don't have to be standing on the tip of a bridge to make that call. We want to make it where you don't get to the tip of the bridge to make the call. So please keep that in mind. But my job today is to really let you know and help you with how 
coping with grief in the holidays can actually turn out to be rewarding and healing because this medium is letting you know that there's not a spirit person around that wants you to be unhappy at the holidays. Though we understand myself and your spirit people how this can happen. Grief, sorrow tends to obviously heighten around a specific event or a holiday. Even if you do not have a specific grandiose memory to having an extraordinary Christmas or an extraordinary, I don't know, Easter, it's still, we are humans, and this is where the psychology comes in, we will find guilt around every corner, okay? So I want you to hold on to the word guilt because that is going to come back a lot in this podcast because I think this is where a lot of our things stem from. So just to take a moment to go psychological for you, on you, I'm going to do this. Um, the, the actual definition of grief, and this is the textbook definition, is a deep sorrow, especially that caused by someone's death. Again, I'm going to add in a pet. Um, the informal definition is to annoy. You know, don't give me grief. Are they giving me grief? But I'm talking about true grief and sorrow. And I don't want to negate that there is sadness and true sorrow that happens at the holidays. I don't want you to discount that. What I want you to do is switch your perspective, your your, your vantage point. Change the lens in your glasses. And, yes, I'm full of metaphor. You can make this better. So, Here's the thing. We know what grief is and we know it's going to be heightened. And it seems to be, it adds an extra stress in our life and pressure, right? Grief in general does that. Then you take a holiday and you've got the, the cocktail of, whoa, this is way too strong. What is this fueled by? Guilt. Now, I'm not saying sadness and sorrow isn't the basis, but guilt. I cannot stress how many people sit before me and say, well, I'm not celebrating Christmas this year, or this is our anniversary and I'm not going to celebrate it, or every Hanukkah we went away. I'm not doing that. Well, let's think a minute about who you're doing that for, yourself, maybe, or the spirit person. What generally tends to happen is we tend to justify in our minds they wouldn't want us to do that. How on earth could I have a good time and really celebrate Christmas Easter, Kwanzaa, whatever the case may be, a graduation. If, in fact, I'm the person is in here with me, I'm going to feel guilty doing it. You may not know that's where a lot of this comes from, but a lot of your and our issues stem in this grief process. Also, I wouldn't underestimate the re-trigger of grief. So if you find yourself right now, besides the actual stress of the holidays and things like that, but if you find yourself more agitated, more edgy, and spiraling into an area that you don't like, don't underestimate the re-trigger of grief because something might remind you of the passing of a loved one or animal that happened a month before the holidays, or maybe you were actually shopping online and then got the news that someone had passed and somehow in your subconscious you're equating it to that holiday and you may not even know it. So many people don't want to put up a Christmas tree. They're not going to put up their stockings and they're certainly not going to cook and make the favorite meals because the person's gone. 
honestly, again, if you're such sorrow that you need to make a phone call or you cannot do this, then please make that phone call. And I'm not asking you to go full Monty and blow out your holidays. But what I am asking you to do is not hide in the cave. I'm going to cough now. You ready? <clears throat> okay, there you go. You got a lot of that when I'm on the air, right? So let's talk about the metaphysics. I might go back into the psychological every once in a while, so bear with me. Well, I'm going to do it right now, actually. Um, the retrigger is really like reopening up a wound. And if you haven't dealt with that, that might cause this to be even worse. But from a psychological standpoint, you can deal with that. From a metaphysical standpoint, I'm going to deal with that right now. We have been designed, each and every one of us, with an expiration date. And I don't say that with callousness. I say that with, it's a fact. We are designed to leave this earth plane. Our bodies are designed to get old and aged and die. Now, there are schools of scientific thought, proven scientific data that, you know, the, the 75 is the new 40. And they're, they're talking about exp- extending lives into the hundreds by far. That may happen. Either way, there's still an expiration date. So please note that when your loved one is no longer here, they're not doing anything different than you're not going to already do. They just did it before you. And, you know, going back to guilt for a second, we will find guilt if a 100-year-old person died in their sleep. Somehow we're feeling guilty about that. We were just actually amazing creatures, humans, just finding guilt around every corner. So when it comes to the holidays and you metaphysically, I can't do this, this isn't right, I feel guilty, this is bad karma, if I'm having a great time and my loved one's not here, they're going to be angry. Let me stress to you, I have never contacted, this isn't 99% of the time, this is 100% of the time, I have never connected to a spirit person that actually told me, A, they were miserably unhappy, or B, Do not celebrate this holiday. I will be mad. It just doesn't happen. Spirit people and pets receive joy when we receive joy. Now, they are on their own joyful path as it is, and there's learning to do and growth on the other side. It may not be all harps and angels and, you know, rainbows and floating around on clouds, but um, it mostly is (laughs) with, with some learning in there. They don't enjoy if we're sad and they will not judge you when you're not sad you will not be judged by the other side if you put up that christmas tree if you celebrate a birthday if you hang a stocking or if you go on a vacation they won't they will make themselves very very clear to you that they are around if you just let them i think there's some deep psychological I don't know, embedded belief system that we have. And this has to date back for centuries, you know, and I'm going to go back. There's a name for it. And I actually know the name and I'm forgetting it where the priests and, you know, going back even to medieval times, people were just like taking the whip and smacking the back with it, you know, repenting for sins. You know, I looked at someone, you know, with an attractive eye and boom goes the whip on the back. We somehow feel that if we harm ourselves or, 
take less, like not celebrating or not being happy, we are doing the other side of favor. And we're actually better off for it. We're not. We all come in with soul contracts. And grief often is a part of that contract. And what a soul contract is, briefly, is if you look at it like a regular legal contract, it's got stuff in it. And then you give it to a lawyer and they scratch it out and they add more stuff. And then your lawyer scratches it out and adds more stuff. A soul contract here is kind of like that. We're given this life and then we do with it what we will. We'll grow to a certain point and we'll complete it and that can be taken out of the contract. It's moot point. It's not an issue. Or we get we negotiate and we get part of what we want because we actually did work that relationship out with that ex-spouse, but not fully. So next life you might have to come around again. Or you've learned something completely and then it never has to arise again. So note that grief is part of this. The problem lies metaphysically within hanging in the grief like a hammock for too long. Now, I want to be clear. There are people out there, I see them all the time. It's part of why I do this work. And women that have lost children, their fathers that have lost children. This is, as we all know, probably the greatest heartache in existence to the human. And I'm not asking you at all to forget that or let it go. What I'm asking you is, to not sit in a hammock of guilt or grief and sit at that vibration because your loved one doesn't want you there. And here's the thing that is even weirder that we do, and I believe this is part of your soul contract, and if I tell you this, maybe you can avoid it and erase that out of your contract. We get so comfortable with um, grief. So comfortable. We hate it and we're devastated. We complain about it. We lose weight. We gain weight. We get sick. Our bodies get physically sick. But we've been in it so long that when we go to get out of it and make an attempt, it is so unfamiliar to us because it has been so long, we panic and we run back to the hammock or like we run back to the shore. I saw this um, statement, and I made a meme out of it, if that's even the right word, meme, where it was something to the effect of boats were not built to be anchored at a pier. They were actually built to go out and withstand the seas. You are built to withstand the seas. You are built to withstand this life. Ups and downs, it's not all great, but you are built to do it, so you might as well go out there and soar. So when you're contemplating this holiday season. And again, if you're listening to this and this is August, whatever the case may be, maybe you have a really close connection in July to 4th of July and it makes you think of your father. I have a friend who that's the time she thinks of her dad because he threw big 4th of July parties, which I remember very, very well. And that's her time of sorrow. But what I'd like you to do, and I'm not asking you to literally become a different person overnight, although I think it's possible with the law of attraction. I really do. Let's think about some things that you can do to cope with this better. So firstly, I'm going to say it again. If you're really in crisis or you're doing really well and you kind of drop off, give a text to 741-741. And again, the hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. 
judgment-free talking with people that might just make you feel a little better and you don't have to explain yourself really. But if you've done that and then you're ready to say, all right, I'm going to bark in the holidays or a day I'm going to feel better, what am I going to do? Let's think about this. Sometimes it's just too much to think about. I'm going to snap my fingers and change out of grief because I'm not asking you to do that. Have a conversation with your spare person. I do this every day. Trust me, it works. Now, granted, I could do it for you better than I could do it for myself. But have that conversation. Sit down, out loud talk in your head. I'm one for talking out loud. I just love to talk to myself and my spirit people. I don't know. I assume they hear me. But I'm a human, so I don't necessarily hear them. If I were talking to them for you, I probably would hear them 100% better. But sit there, talk to them. Tell them you're feeling guilt, you're feeling sorry, you're feeling this. Or, hey, talk about, remember that Christmas, or remember that New Year's, or remember that anniversary, we did this, we did that. Pay homage to it. Give it some homage. That's what you need to do. You can speak it. You can write it. You can burn it. You can reread it. You can put it on the mantle and say, this is for you. Hang a stocking. I can tell you that we hung a stocking for my father Oh, for so long that I, I admittedly think I might have lost his stocking by now. But he has been dead 35 years. I, I hung a stocking for him for at least 20 years just because I did. I thought, well, you know, there's no difference. He died. I'm still putting up his stocking. No, granted, I didn't have any great metaphysical experiences around it. it. You know, I do have clients that do that, and their spirit people want them to know they're around, and they drop that stocking off the mantle, the only one. They, they could nail it in practically, and it's dropping off the mantle. It's very funny. I didn't have that, but I did it. just made me feel like I'm not going to skip a beat. Dad's kind of here with us. So write your letter. Have your conversation. Set a place at the table if you don't think that's too weird. Some people love it. Some people find that interesting. Do a little ceremony around it. Light a candle or for, you know, I, I know another client actually that said she lights a candle. I think it's three days. I might get this wrong. Three days before Christmas and three days after Christmas. And she does it for each loved one that's predominant. I think she has three or four candles up now. And that's what she does. And in fact, she actually got the candles that are battery operated and put them on timers. I don't know how she did that, but she's got them on timers now to actually get them going on certain days at certain times because, because she was feeling guilty she couldn't get home. So th- she created that herself. There's things that you can do that can make you feel closer to them. A special prayer, you know, acknowledge them, like I said, reminisce, make them part of your holiday without getting obsessed. They do not want you to be that priest with a whip on your back. They don't want that. Think about it. If your loved one were alive, would they be thrilled that you were making your living life here miserable because of something that happened to them, which will ultimately happen to each one of us? No. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes people have within this difficult time of the holidays and the grief and the guilt, their relationship wasn't really all rosy. And that's, I should really, it's important to take a moment to discuss that. Because this is extra guilt when you didn't have that rosy relationship, when you weren't getting along, when you weren't talking, or I could have done this. Legitimate stuff. I don't mean that, you know, the guilt over the 100-year-old that, you know, died in their sleep, as I referenced earlier. I mean, say you actually did have a bad relationship. Say someone died not speaking to you. Say your last words were cruel words. 
what you need to know from this medium, again, no spirit person has ever come through to me having any problem with anything like that. You know, sometimes here, well, how come you don't say anything bad? Well, I would question anybody that went around telling you bad things because the whole point of this job is to heal. So I don't get bad things. I ask for nothing bad in the sense that if I can help someone, then tell me. But if there's something inevitable in a soul contract that I can't help somebody with, I don't want to know it. But something like a person being angry or upset with a person here is not what I'm talking about. I don't get that because it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. You simply cannot cross over if you're feeling angry and upset. The problem tends to lie with us that are living here. And we're the ones that have the opportunity to feel joy and sorrow, where the other side feels a lot more joy and a higher frequency and vibration. I mean, I I almost ran this podcast into a live radio show and the reason I didn't is because when I do that, I get, which I'm grateful for, but I get many, many calls to speak to their dead people. And sometimes that doesn't work great on air because I'll get something for somebody three callers after and then it, it looks like a mishit and it can be confusing. But I, I don't like to ignore phone calls. So I wouldn't be able to get this very important point across to you if I ran this live. And this is why I'm not running this live. So again, if you're feeling something that's negative or you didn't end right, you can use this opportunity ceremonially. Again, talk, write, candle, and release. I'm not asking you to forget. I'm asking you to release and hold this time of year, whatever it is, an anniversary, a birth, death, significant event, hold this in a high esteem and heal it. Even if your letter's a complete apology or... There's a lot of people you don't need to apologize to, and maybe they need to apologize to you. And I can assure you that with my experience, I work for you, and I work for spirit people. I used to think I worked just for my sitter. And then I realized one day, oh, my gosh, how did I miss this? I work for spirit, and I work for you. They have stuff to heal. So they may have not treated you well, They may have things to heal. You don't have to make it all rosy. You can write in your letter of release around the holidays. Um, You know, I release X, Y, and Z. You know, you weren't that nice. You shouldn't have done that. I'm releasing this, the highest and greatest good, only to come to me, and I'm releasing lower vibrating energies. Write it any way you want. But know that they may need that. And, you know, inevitably I'll get someone who says, well, I don't care about them, you know, and I'll bleepity bleep, bleep, blank, 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 bleepity bleep. <laughs> and you don't have to forgive anyone. You just have to have them not control your life moving forward. They don't get to do that. So turn this about you to make your holiday better. Now, if you want to ask for some of those signs that we all love to get. Now, let's talk about the blinking lights on the Christmas tree. Folks, lights blink, there's electrical surges, and stuff happens. I'm a pretty grounded medium. If your lights flicker here and there, A, check your lights. B, make sure the electricity's fine. I'm not kidding. And then C, when it starts defying the laws of reason 
and what the heck with these lights every day at five o'clock and you know my sister died at five o'clock or oh I was just thinking of them and the lights blinked start looking at that Um, but again every light blink please be cautious Um, also I find that um, around the holidays there are there's a heightened sense of getting signs because your spirit people again want you to feel joy so this is a great time to actually ask for the deluge of signs, which you should do 365 days a year as far as I'm concerned. But this is a great time to get the deluge. Now, oh, I love signs, and everyone who knows me knows I'm all about the sign. So I'm going to ask you, do not pick in December. If I see a Christmas tree, I'll know it's you. Nah, don't do that one. If I see a reindeer, I'll know it's you. If Charlie Brown's Christmas comes on i'll know it's you please pick something that is not timely to the time of year or month so i always say never pick a heart around valentine's day never pick a christmas tree around christmas in fact you might want to actually pick something like a pyramid or something way out there you know a beach if you live in a cold climate pick anything they'll hear you remember god made this earth right and the whole universe and so on and so on and so on it can certainly come up with a sign that is hard. I can't tell you that. I mean, I can tell you that I could do an entire series on signs I have received and my clients have received. I paused there for a moment because I'm looking at my time to see if I have enough time to share this with you. Um, I have a specific sign, and it's the word Atlas I get from my dead father. And again, he's been dead 35 years. It's a long time. So whether it be the God Atlas, they don't really make Atlas books anymore, but Atlas is the word. So I was driving the other day home from doing a radio show at a station, and it's the same turn I take every time I do the show, and the same turn I took three years in college many moon ago, because it's right near the college I went to. For some reason, I was at the light with my blinker on and missed that turn and went up about 50, 100 feet and to the next turn. It wasn't even a street. It just bared to the left. And then I I freaked out. I thought, what the heck? And I said, I need to stop the car. And I went to make a right turn, and I heard my head pull up straight in front of the sign. So I did. Pulled up, put my hazard on, and looked up. And don't you know I was looking at Atlas Place? I couldn't believe it. As if my father really had me do poor driving skills. But I had been talking to him in my head moments before that and that morning what they do you can't discount that i don't know i never made that turn ever before and i never saw atlas place it also happened on a license plate more than once atlas cutting in front of me and me getting angry with the car and boom it says atlas really no you can't make this stuff up so please know that your people can move mountains and that because it's a holiday or a significant event it is not a reason to take you down They will forgive you if you're happy. They want you to be happy. And if you can't do it for three days in a row, do it for 15 minutes. Write down a list of joys. Just do it. They want you to do it. I'm giving you permission to have joy and happiness. Please take that. I paused intentionally. I'm hoping you took that. So let me wind up here because you're going to hear this loud radio voice come on soon. Thank you for listening, and I hope this is helpful to you at any time of year for those significant events and dates when you're grieving. Your spirit people love you. I know this. Again, I'm Carla Blaha. I'm an evidential medium. My website is carlablaha.com. My Facebook page 
is Carla Blaha Evidential Medium. I've got Instagram going with Carla Blaha Medium. There's an e-book you can get on Amazon called Get Your Vibe Back. I'm working on another book currently with a lot of great mediumship stories that I really have to put as my goal to get out this year. So take a moment when you get through with this podcast, if you can, whether it's on your phone or a piece of paper, just write down a few good things about, did you hear her? There it was. A few good things to switch your grief around. God bless you and have a blessed, happy, and healthy holiday. Thank you for listening to Believe and Listen with Carla Blaha. You can find Carla at CarlaBlaha.com. To increase your personal sixth sense, Carla's book, Get Our Vibe Back, is available on Amazon Kindle. Tune in next week for more things metaphysical.